Welcome to Nacho Fitness Coach. This is Nacho Ordinary Fitness Podcast. I'm Sarah, and I'm Nacho Typical Fitness Expert. And I'm Kaylee, and I'm Nacho Average Fitness Beginner. We're here to spice up your fitness journey with some humor, a little knowledge, and a couple glasses of wine. We're here to prove that getting fit doesn't have to suck. So whether you're a seasoned athlete or a couch potato, we've got some tips, tricks, and unconventional advice for you. Let's redefine fitness together and learn to balance fitness and fun. So Kaylee, Mm -hmm. what do you know about progressive overload? I know that it's a thing. (laughs) I've read about it. I've heard about it. I've heard about it in my audiobooks. I think I get the general gist of what it is. You do? Okay, what would you say? The definition is of progressive overload. Where you lift an amount of weight until that amount of weight is easy until you can bump up the amount of weight, right? Okay. I'm going to ask you for your definition of it. That, so. That's what I gave you. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I wasn't reading Merriam-Webster's right. dictionary. <laughs> Not yet, anyways. Right. Yeah. Is so that that's, the, that's your definition? Yeah. I have it pulled up on Wikipedia. Oh. Is that a good source? Do you think we should use that source? Wikipedia? I don't know. Let's see. Progressive overload is a method of strength training and hypertrophy training that advocates for the gradual increase of the stress placed upon the musculoskeletal musculoskeletal and nervous system words are hard uh the principle of progressive overload suggests that the continual increase in the workout in the total workload during training sessions will stimulate muscle growth and strength gain by muscle hypertrophy the improvement in overall performance will in turn allow the athlete to keep increasing the intensity of their training sessions. Right. So I was pretty right. Yeah. I, I mean, par- I paraphrased. You did pair is like the Cliff's Notes version. Yeah. The Kaylee version. Did you know that kids today don't know what Cliff's Notes are? Do you know they call me Cliff's Notes Kaylee? <laughs> <laughs> they do or they did. Is it still a thing? <laughs> is our street it's name? Street name. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my little senior in high school, he'd been interning with me for the last term, whatever they call them now. And I was referring to something and I was like, you know, kind of, it's kind of like the Cliff's Notes. And he was just looking at me like, I have no you idea know what, what that meant. Is like, it Cliff's Notes or Cliff Notes? Because I have been wondering this. Um, I, I don't know. Here, I've been let's hearing look. Cliff's Notes. Oh, Cliff Notes. Alan says it's with an S. Cliff's Notes. They are Cliff's Notes. Okay. With an S. C-L-I-F-F-S-N-O-T-E-S dot com. Like, they still even have a website. But the first thing that popped up was Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. Oh. And it was like, remember how it was like the big yellow book with like the stripes? Mm-mm. Like, that was the cover to everything. Really? Like, you don't remember? Like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what they were. You must not have used Cliff's Notes as much mm-hmm. as Alan and I did. Because <laughs> every single cover was exactly like that. There's actual Cliff, like... The book. There are books of Cliff's Notes. Wow. So somehow between my age and yours, the Cliff's Notes were no longer in use. Did well, you have the internet when you were in high school then? Because <laughs> I didn't have it until I was like a sophomore in high school. We kind of had the internet. I was in high school from like 2000 to 2000, 2004. But let's be very clear, Sarah. I did not. You didn't go to the store and buy it. Like there was a whole display. Like if you would go to the bookstore and I feel like you had to go to actual bookstore. It wasn't just at like Walmart. Like you had to go to the bookstore and there would be like a whole 
section that was Cliff's Notes. And I just remember every time we got assigned a like novel to read, I went straight there just praying that whatever it was was going to be available in Cliff's Notes because I did okay, not well, want to like, read well, that book. I did not only did I not read whatever it was assigned. You didn't even try to cheat your way through it. No, <laughs> I didn't. I, mm-hmm. I was a terrible student. But somehow you still managed to pass high school. Well, it was public school. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I'm homeschooling not very oh many. <laughs> not very many people don't make it through public school. Okay, let's just be very clear. <laughs> um, listen, even medical doctors, there's still somebody that graduated the last of their class. Mm-hmm. And they're still an MD. Mm-hmm. It's a real thing. So, What's this episode about? But... Really, I'm just close. Close notes were not a thing. Like, let's just wrap this first. I don't recall this being a thing. You don't remember this book? Like, this book is entrenched. Like, before I even pulled it up, I could have pictured the image of the front of this. Is Cliff a guy? Let's see. I always just thought Cliff notes were. I I thought it was Cliff notes first of all, and I thought that just meant like kind of a basic summary. Oh, oh my gosh. This is even better. Okay, are you ready for this? Close Notes is a series of student study guides. They're in pamphlet form, blah, blah, blah. So here's the history. Cliff's Notes was started by Nebraska native Clifton Hillegas. It was a guy. In 1958, he was working at Nebraska Book Company of Lincoln. Maybe oh. that's why it was so popular in Nebraska when he met Jack Cole, the co-owner of Cole's, a Toronto book business. Cole published a series of Canadian study guides called Cole's Notes and then sold Hillegas the U.S. rights to the guides. Oh. That's some rich but history. Then how did he, oh, yeah, because his name was Clifton. So yeah. that's why he said they were Cliff's, Cliff's notes. They're Cliff's notes. They're Cliff's they're his. notes. But they're not really actually his because Jack Cole actually wrote them and published the series of the Canadian study guides that he called Cole's Notes. So I feel like Cliff's is, a, this is an imposter. And not really. Oh, it sounds like he won the war. No, the note, well, the note war. No, he just he sold the U.S. rights to the guides. Oh, to be able to have them sell in the U.S. Because there's a, there's a funny thing that goes on between Canada You're and the U.S. Real passionate about this, and I'm going to be honest with you, I don't <laughs> care at all about any of this. <laughs> I mean, but see, look, they started the business in their basement in Lincoln. I don't think I've ever seen you so into something. I just think it's really interesting that it's like out of. All of this, it's a Nebraska thing. Wow. You knew that? Alan knew it. You knew? You were there. (laughs) Well, somewhat. (laughs) He knew. Look at that. I don't know. I just, yeah, I do think that's interesting. Wow. I don't at all. Okay. Well, what I would be really interested to know if there's listeners from other parts of the United States, if Cliff's Notes were such a thing to your, like, 90s high school yeah, experience let's, let's as it Sarah was because I don't, don't as it was to ours because I, I mean we we're only living you know 70 miles from from Lincoln, Lincoln. Yeah. so that would make a little bit more sense if it ended up being regional but it's just really kind of thing so anyways okay okay what is it that we're supposed to be talking about progressive overload <clears throat> oh yeah the gradual gaining of strength <laughs> I've never seen you geek out on something <laughs> so hard it's like non-fitness related <laughs> That was some passion. <laughs> oh, it was oh a mean, wow. For memory, I guess. That was wild. That was really cool okay. to witness. Wow. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's talk about progressive overload. So 
you're right. You're getting stronger over the course of time. Yeah. Right. You're continuing so you to can, try to lift more. You can lift a certain so amount. So you can get and you stronger. Lift, you lift that amount until you can lift the next amount. Right. Which is the, the goal to stimulate muscle growth yeah. through strength gain. Through, through strength gain and my muscle hypertrophy. What is muscle hypertrophy, Kaylee? Muscle growth? Basically, yeah. Just making them bigger. Yeah. Okay. So you kind of do this. Have you hit the point yet where you feel like you've kind of hit like a wall at all in your training or have you continued to grow up like in the amount of weight that you're lifting each time so far? I've definitely been able to increase the amount I'm lifting in some areas. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't feel like I'm like super honed in on like I, the way that I'm lifting is in a progressive overload. But you are progressively overloading for yourself. I mean, you're doing more every single time, right? Don't you think? Or has it been kind of hard to gauge it because your workouts have been so different? That's why, yeah. And that's why I think it would be easier for me to do a more consistent workout every week. Mm-hmm. That's the same so that I can track that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I think what always ends up being like the biggest debate when people bring up the topic of progressive overloading is at what point in time, if people feel like you need like a deload week or if you need something mm-hmm. where you're kind of like backing off a little bit or yeah. if it's this very constant, you know, upward mm-hmm. line. Like if your trajectory is just always supposed to be up and doing more. I've seen videos or of some people point you're, where they do progressive overload. They reach a certain point. They do a deload week and then we'll come back and then be able to go heavier after that. As where like before the deload week, they're stuck where they're at. Yeah. But what do you think makes most logical sense? That if you just kind of keep increasing it and then see how your body responds. And then if you hit that point where you kind of hit like a little bit of a plateau, just listening yeah. to your body and being like, okay, maybe this is the time to take a, a week off Yeah, and see how it goes. Yeah. I do know that there are people or people that feel like they can report really sig- like they feel that if they take too much of a deload period, that they'll lose a lot of their strength. Yeah. Which kind of sounds silly to me. I mean, I don't really know. I think every person is really super different with regards to how your muscles. Yeah. Maybe I don't want to say hang on to strength, but for lack of better terms, I guess, I don't know. Um, But some people do feel like if they take a deload week or if they take too long of one, that they'll feel like they come back weaker instead of right. At least like lateral or whatever. But I don't know. I mean, let's, um, let's talk about this a little bit more. Okay. Just some some general workout plans, increasing strength, increasing weight, how long, and get to those details or after this quick break. Okay. Be sure to check out our website at nachofitnesscoach.com where you can purchase merch and listen to all previous episodes. Okay, so let's talk about the specifics of this progressive overload concept. Okay. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about because you're not my fitness coach, but... <laughs> Your app is. Yeah. Your AI generated app. But you're my friend. You really actually don't follow because you just modify it. Worry about all the time. (laughs) Leave me alone. I'm doing the best I can. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So if we take a progressive load training plan, depends on your goals. Right. As always. As always. I mean, that's just kind of like. And of course, consult with a physician or medical professional if you have Absolutely. any questions about course, your own ability course, to be able to lift we are or strength not, train. We are not professionals. We I'm not, not your professional. <laughs> I think you should. 
<laughs> Make sure you talk to your your qualified healthcare professional team. <laughs> You're not a qualified healthcare healthcare professional. I am. Oh. I mean, it depends. Whoa, I guess, you went you to, I didn't healthcare. know you went to medical school. That's well, is that the definition of a healthcare yep. professional? <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, I will tell you what You're thing a fitness. I'm a fitness certified professional, I guess. Does that count? That's not a healthcare professional. You didn't, you didn't go to medical school? Health team. Here's what I do struggle with, though, is yeah. how many reports that I will hear of medical doctors telling people not to lift weights. Oh. That really irks me. Okay. Because unless you've got, like, screws or something in your spine, and even then, even if you've had surgeries that you need to be aware of, like you're fixing injuries or surgeries, or there's still always a way. Like maybe they, maybe they learned something in medical school that you didn't, didn't learn in any, business school. You they, know what I mean? They didn't learn anything about maybe not. weight training. Maybe not. It's not part of the curriculum. Maybe not. Not much about nutrition either. No, I agree. Which is a kind of struggle, but I do agree. With I you. would just say, and I'm, this is a bold statement, but I would go as far to say that if you have talked with a medical provider that is telling you that you should never lift weights, you need to go talk to somebody else. Okay, well, let's be careful with. I'm just saying. With try to get a medical advice. Get a second opinion before you just <laughs> go fair. writing it off altogether. Um, okay, so all right, so you're you're training a progressive training plan. Progressive overload training plan can definitely vary on your goals. So, but the overall goal of the plan is to try to get stronger. Yeah, you're trying to lift more weights. You're trying or like lift more for each weight. Yeah. Put on heavier plates. See, so I've run into this wall where I'm doing, I pretty much do dumbbell bench presses almost every time I'm at the gym because I like doing them for some reason. Probably because that's besides like squats or whatever. That's like the heaviest weight I can do. So I like to do them. I'm at 25 pounds per arm. That's awesome. You should switch to the barbell. I will someday. But the next thing I want to do is go up to 30 pounds. Yeah, that's a big jump, though. It is a big jump. And I'm like, 20, I've been doing 25 pounds for weeks. And I'm like, they're still hard. I can do eight reps, but it sucks and it's really hard. And so I've never got to the point where I'm like, wow, that was easy ish. I could probably kick it up. That's a big jump. I mean, that's that's a basically for you to go up from the 25 pound dumbbells yeah. up to 30. That's I don't think I could do it, but I also haven't jump. tried to. Maybe I could. I would strongly encourage you to consider barbells, a barbell, because a barbell is 45 pounds. So you're already yeah. basically doing 50 with yeah. the 25 and 25. See, I've never done the barbell because it's not labeled. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm telling you, a barbell is 45 pounds. <laughs> all you got, all I got to do is text you. All you got to do is just ask. 45 pound barbell, mm-hmm. because then what you could do is you could just put five pound, five pound plate on both sides. And that's only going to be 55 overall. So it's only an extra five pounds for both of yeah. your arms that's a two and a half pound increase versus the full five right does that make sense yeah so you have a little bit more control over the kind of those micro yeah plate measurements in between if you just switch to the barbell okay thank you not that i'm giving out health and wellness advice because <laughs> i'm not a qualified health care professional but <laughs> you I- know just in case anyone does care about my opinion <laughs> if i was in your shoes that's what i would do if anyone's telling me not to lift weights, I would run. <laughs> and Fair I would enough. go find somebody that tells me how I can. Fair enough. <laughs> so the goal obviously then is to gradually place that additional stress on the muscles because you're trying to like the overall goal of strength training is that you're trying to break them down. Yeah. So they rebuild and come stronger over time. Yeah. Like that's literally the point. 
what it is. What actually that doesn't get mentioned quite as much is it also does increase bone density when you're strength training and putting that extra stress on. So a lot of times, um, you know, we just did the episode about perimenopause. Menopause, a common thing that gets talked about a lot in that stage of life is osteoporosis. Mm -hmm. And people are always worried about their bone density. If they fall, their broken bones, all the things. Strength training is a fabulous way to start kind of counteracting against that um, thing as well. So it's not just about muscles. Yeah. It's about bone density and just strength in general. So, um, you know, your goal then would be over time to do more. So then the real question is, well, you can also increase duration. So it doesn't just have to be about increasing the weight. Your progressive overload can also include increasing duration, which I would say is probably more relative to like cardiovascular training. Yeah. Right. Um, if you're, if you're getting started and you're walking 10 minutes on the treadmill and then maybe you try to like jog 10 minutes or even if you're doing kind of intervals, but then slowly over the time, you know, yeah. trying to do more. Right. Um, and so that's about it. I don't really know. <laughs> I don't know what my next thought is on it. I mean, cause that's, that's basically what it is. I, but I do think. Okay. And was, I, I know another thing that I've asked you before was once you can lift a certain weight, for a certain amount of reps. And I know how you answered this for me, but let's just go ahead and talk about it is do you increase the weight first or do you increase your web, your reps at the same weight? So I'm a huge fan of the eight to 12 rep window. Mm-hmm. And I like three sets through that exercise, two sets minimum. Like mm-hmm. if you're, if you've got a short window that you're getting your workout in today and you can only get through two sets of your exercises, that's like bare minimum. Yeah. But I, most ideal in my opinion is three sets through. Yeah. I also like that eight to 12 rep range. Yeah. So my opinion is that if you pick a weight and you are not able to get to eight reps, yeah. you should decrease the weight. Okay. You want to at least get to eight reps. If you pick a weight and you get to 12 reps and you definitely feel still strong enough that you could do more, Yeah. then you should increase the weight. Okay. If you're consistently getting to that 12, then increase it, but only increase enough that you can still then try to at least get to eight Yeah. and then work your way back up to that 12. Once you're hitting that 12, then mm-hmm. increase the weight and just go through it from there. And so I guess this is where I'm going to run into a difficulty with how I prefer dumbbells to other in what way because there's not short increments in dumbbells yeah in which to like where you have barbells you have the you know two and a half pound weights right you know generally dumbbells are going to be a five pound difference yeah in between there is there is actually like it's it's been kind of like on my radar but there was an instagram ad once that popped up that there were like these little micro weight plates that pop on to the dumbbells i'm like oh would some of those like maybe be nice because it does it does give you the option to kind of like do more like incremental mm-hmm. um, adjustments. Yeah. Cause especially when you look at your smaller upper body muscles that you're doing a five pound difference is big. Yeah. It can be really big. And yep. so having maybe just a one or two pound increment yep. might be helpful in a way to break a plateau mm-hmm. or kind of slowly get smaller or slowly get stronger without having to mm-hmm. just make the huge jump up. So yeah, I don't know, maybe at some point I'll add those into the gym. I don't know, but the barbell is a great alternative because you can put those plates on each side. Right. My helpful words of advice though, with adding barbells into your mix is make sure you put the same amount of weight on both sides. Okay. 
I know. You look <laughs> at me like that's common knowledge. <laughs> Things are always common. I will just tell you. Like people put different weights on there. On, I'm just saying, make sure you load it the same on both sides. Yeah. Which is logical. But here's my other trick or tip, not trick. But when you're taking it off, if mm-hmm. you get to the point where you're having, you know, a pretty good buildup of different plates on each side yeah. or like you're squatting and you get to a point where you've got some big plates on each side. And you go side, other side, side. Yeah. Side. Alternate it. Because like if you take one side completely off, it's feels just like gonna, common sense. It, you know, you, I'm obviously just saying, you've I'm seen, just, obviously you've seen some things. Captain obvious over here. <laughs> I'm just saying, Oh, and if you ever go to move the barbell, make sure you've got your clips on the outside. We've got a huge chunk that got taken out of our tile in the hallway at the gym because someone was, picking up the barbell with plates on it off of the dumbbell, like the per, the bench for bench press that's yeah. right there, didn't have the clips on and went to go move it, turned around and a, a plate went flying off the side, oh. rolled and then plopped down on them. So don't do that either. Secure your weights, people, at the gym. Okay. So, okay. Wait, that has nothing to do with progressive overload. Just I also watched a dude the other day use one of the flat benches and get up. And leave. What do you mean? You just want to? You didn't clean it. Yeah. You know what? I'm not the right person to talk to about that situation. Oh no! Why? I am not. I am not a germaphobe when it comes to okay, the gyms. See, I'm I not a germaphobe either <laughs> at all. I grew up though in the gym in the '90s, oh. where there was nothing that you wiped down anything. That's I mean, there nasty. was probably 30 years of sweat that was built up on the barbells that we used in gym class growing up. I mean, I'm just saying there was not a sanitizer. I'm not a germaphobe either. Something about sweating all over a bench and then just leaving it. So now I'm, you know, there was sweat on the bench because I saw the dude. (laughs) There was sweat. Well then just go over there. You know, that I did. Now I'm like, well now I'm going to clean it before I use it. Just do a pre-wipe. I can't believe you're not more enraged about this. I'm not. That's gross. Sorry. And I don't find a lot of things gross. To me, it's the gym. Yeah. I also have people that help. Like, we clean the equipment. Like, not that it was right before yeah. you would have went to use it then. I mean, obviously, I we're actually not there every second of every day. But I was but, I was using the bench I was using, and then he was using another bench. And then before, when I was cleaning my bench, I just went and cleaned his bench, too. I mean, we have... We have helpers that we go through and we clean the equipment you know between whatever but not obviously for every person so wipe your benches that's gross yes sure (laughs) either before or after depending on your personal preference definitely after (laughs) for sure wipe your nasty sweat off that's gross oh my goodness okay so i think a big question though when you talk about progressive overload though is if you should then take breaks so Right. Like I mean, a, like a deload. Week. Yeah. Do you have a deload week? Do you have it? Like, I at don't what point. Do you? I mean, I feel like everyone's different with this question. And I feel like you should just keep trying to get stronger. And if you have a week or a period of time where you're just kind of struggling, then give yourself some grace to take a little bit of a break or just go through a lighter, lighter reps, whatever else. I mean, I know in the, in the powerlifting world, they are very, um, very programmed in how they build up to like competitions, for example, because they want to get their max yeah. lifts when they go to compete. So they have very rigid plans around sure. their when progressive overload week. Yeah, they're very far, progressive, okay. like overload because they want to definitely maximize performance like at competition time. And then they'll probably back off for a little bit and then they'll have a plan for the next one. So 
there obviously it depends on your goals, mm-hmm. right? Because they're sure. they're having goals that performance definitely matters. But you know, if you're just lifting weights for general overall life, I would say get stronger as much as you possibly can. Right. And then if you have a period of time where you're not feeling it, or if it's kind of plateauing or kind of struggling, just listen to your body and back off a little bit and then get back at it. Yeah. I'm still in a phase where I'm really just trying to make going to the gym every day just a thing that I do. Yeah. And just stay and there. so it's like taking a week off is not a thing. Well, and it's not necessarily taking a week off, but it's just taking like maybe instead of doing a week where you're trying to actually add more weight in, maybe you go through and you do all your same exercises, but you don't load them. Yeah. You focus more on form mm-hmm. and just going through the body, going through your emotions. You still are physically going. You're still going through your workout. Yeah. But you have maybe a different plan with how much weight you're lifting or right. if you just do it as body weight. That way you're still in that routine and that pattern of going right. and you're Yeah, because if moving. I don't go for a week, I'm not, I'm not right. going back. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, a deload week doesn't mean lay on the couch yeah. then for like a whole week. I mean, mm-hmm. still get up and go, still move your body, still go through the motions, but maybe you're not trying to push yourself mm-hmm. to um, set world records yeah, or anything. that's my goal. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's overall. Does that answer your questions about progressive overload? Yeah, I think so. And yeah. you kind of get an idea? Yeah. What a plan could be. Yeah. We've, we've educated you on Cliff's notes. <laughs> <laughs> and now you know. You're welcome. The more you know. The more you know. That's great. <laughs> oh, I think that I think that's it for today. I made the joke that they call me Cliff's Notes Kaylee. And, and, and <laughs> that'll that'll that teach is, you. That is all you. That's all <laughs> That will teach you to crack jokes on this podcast because you're gonna send us down this rabbit hole. I didn't know that you were gonna you never get some- passionate about i've never seen you so excited about something it's exciting oh my See? god here we all go agrees with me. wow <laughs> all right let's finish before this gets i really just know i'm a big proponent of like let people enjoy things so i'm just gonna i love this for you <laughs> i know what to get you for christmas now i probably still have a box of them somewhere in my house notes <laughs> oh no well i'm going through the house so you know we'll, we'll find right. it if i've got them so. oh my god all right. All right. i'll gift them to you okay <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> all right that's all we got for today we'll see you next time bye thanks for listening be sure to head over to our instagram at nacho fitness coach and let us know how you feel about the topic do you love it or hate it also don't forget to hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you're listening and if you like our podcast leave us a rating see you next time You've been listening to Euphony Innovatives Sonified.